You're listening to the Wool Academy podcast. This is episode 105. Hello and welcome. My name is Elizabeth Van Delden and once a week we talk to an industry expert from the wool industry supply chain from farm to fashion and beyond, delivering strategies and insights to be successful in wool and showcasing those beautiful stories wool has to tell. Hi, this is Elizabeth from the Wool Academy podcast and it has been a very long time since my last episode. And today is also the first time that I'm broadcasting by video. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. And this episode is sponsored by Fuhrmann, who is part of the Schneider Group. And they grow and process wool in Argentina. There have been other interviews from Fuhrmann and Schneider, and I will link to these episodes in the show notes. And I have the opportunity to interview one of Fuhrmann's clients, which is Naturamos, a German-based company who is sourcing lanolin from Fuhrmann. And I'm joined by Ralf Kunert, who has made time for us today to be part of this interview. So let's dive right in and I hope you enjoy this episode. So it's wonderful uh, to meet you, Ralf. And I would like to start the interview today um, by you giving a short introduction about yourself and about Naturamos. Yeah, okay. Uh, thank you, Elisabeth. Yeah, my name is Ralf Kunert. I'm uh, CEO of Naturamos. Uh, I'm from, um, um, I'm an uh, agriculture engineer and I'm working since 16 years now for Vala Group. First 10 years like head of uh, purchasing raw materials and now since six years like uh, we, we are creating Naturamos as our own company. And uh, the Vala company, I read has been founded already in 1935. Um, tell us a little bit more about Vala and also the philosophy behind Vala. Yeah, Vala, uh, as you mentioned, it, it was founded in 1935. And one of the main things is that uh, Vala sees a human being as part of nature. And uh, also part of the philosophy is that we think that um, the company should be for the well-being of the people. And that's also one of the reasons why the last owners transformed the company to a, a foundation. So uh, owner of Vala Remedies uh, of the Limited is a Vala Foundation, which is not a non-profit foundation, but the idea of, is, the, idea of the foundation is the well-being of the, of the companies. So we have no private ownership and that's a, a really nice thing because we can work in a very long-term uh, perspective and not from quarterly reports to next quarterly reports. We have yeah. also such things, but it's not uh, focused on, on this type of figure. It's more on the long-term well-being. Oh, that sounds really interesting. And when I read that Naturamos was actually only founded in 2014, can you tell us a little bit more why Naturamos was then founded? Yeah, we have um, one of the... Um, of the structural things about Vala is that we do everything by our own. So we we have our own um, medical plant garden. We have our own biodynamic farm where we create some of the of the products we using in the company. And Naturamos was founded because we we thought about to integrate two more processes of production within Vala Group. That's an oil mill and uh, rectification for essential oils. And the other topic is that we are developing since nearly 20 years 
uh, new organic raw materials, which were not ab uh, available in the market. And our idea was, um, because we think we are a little pioneering in this type of raw materials, like with the Lanolin 2, and we want to share this knowledge with other companies which are not able to do something like that. So to create a win-win-win situation, win for the producers, win for our clients and win for us. So we can earn maybe a little bit more money to make more projects. Okay. And then these products that you resource, they go into mainly cosmetic industry or what type of products are they then used? Uh, yeah, of course, mainly our, our main know-how it's about natural cosmetic industry and uh, pharmaceutical products. So Vala has both lines. So we have Dr. Hauschka Cosmetics and we have Vala Remedies. Uh, and But we also have clients in the food industry. So in the oil mill, we are also producing for organic uh, food uh, wholesalers or producers. Ah, okay. So you are specialized in sourcing raw materials in the most natural and organic form. And what is it that really fascinates you about your own job of sourcing raw materials? Oh, um, of course, first it's the raw materials itself, because we are always talking about natural raw materials. And um, if you are faced with, with nature, then you have never the same raw material. Uh, so next year will be different than this year. So that's fascinating. And of course, we are sourcing more than 1,000 different raw materials. So it's never boring. So because <laughs> if you have uh, today a problem with one raw material, you will have tomorrow uh, a problem with another one uh, or a challenge. And uh, it's for me, it's very interesting because you always have a few inside different, totally different industries, like with the lanolin. You know, if you think about raw materials for natural cosmetics, you are thinking about plants and farmers and things like that. That's interesting. But to see the whole industry of the wool, uh, how it works, what influences are, how is, are the processes with the washing. Uh, and, and that's, for me, it's very interesting because uh, it's, it's, I, I, I really like to learn every day something new. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's a, therefore, it's a perfect job for me. <laughs> yeah, so your job is very diverse and never boring. I can relate to that. I, that's what I like in my job as well. And I think if I understood correctly with organic lanolin, there was, when you started in searching for organic lanolin, there wasn't any in the market. Exactly. And that's that how the collaboration started with Fuhrmann. Yeah, exactly. That's how we, how we started because, uh, for us, it's always, and it, with all the raw materials we developed in the past, it was always that we uh, searched for organic materials. And as it's not, it's mainly complicated when it's not food products, because most of the food products you can find in, in organic food industry uh, or in food shops. But if you're on the, on the limits of food, like lanolin, it's not used in food, uh, then that nobody cares about. And if you go to a wholesaler and ask, oh, can you deliver um, organic lanolin? And the people say, no, it's not available. Then it's, it, it starts to become interesting for us. Mm -hmm. And that was the case with lanolin because we think lanolin is a very, very interesting raw material. Uh, you know, it's used since, since centuries in, in, in pharma, uh, pharmaceutical use for creams. It's a base cream. Uh, the base pharmaceutical cream is based on lanolin. Mm -hmm. And for us, it was really uh, 
um, not acceptable that that you only have this quality which were available at this time. And therefore we said, yeah, we want to have a better product because it also depends on how you define quality. And you can define quality only on what you measure in laboratory and to say, yeah, it's what you can measure. But from our point of view, quality means much more than only what you can measure. So it's a whole process. Mm -hmm. It's a way how a product is produced. And that starts with the farming when, when it's an agriculture product, but it's also the whole process, which what happens afterwards, which um, other supporting materials you are using, which detergents, which other products to clean up the lanolin, for example. And that it's a very interesting. And the main, the main hint to search in Argentina came from a certifier in, in Chile, from Imo Chile, Henrik Neiskenwirt, and he uh, made all the GOTS certification in South America for the wool. And he said, mm -hmm. yeah, there are, ask in South America and Argentina are some companies tried to ask. Um, so that was the, the main idea uh, to, to search for organic lanolin. And how did you then start the process with Fuhrmann? How did that go about? Oh, it was, it was first a contact and then we get, uh, I, I'm not sure if it was from, from Fuhrmann or from another um, uh, wool company, we got some uh, raw wool wax uh, and it was, uh, I don't know if you have seen this material from Fruman. It's a very nice quality, but from other companies, it's a dark, stinking material. And we get this sample and we failed in clean it up. So mm -hmm. we had no, no process to clean it up. So we said, yeah, it's nice to have the raw material, but we need also the processors behind to get a clean material. And so we started first to, to search for companies doing the processing of the lanolin. Uh, it was a company in Uruguay, we find first. Then from there, we came to Fuhrmann. And Fuhrmann gave us a very nice hint to a company they're working with for the local market in Argentina, where we now cooperate. And they have a very nice process for the material because they work, from my point of view, um, in, in the rhythm of the material because sometimes you can force with chemicals to, to speed up a process, but that's often not as good for the product. So you should work with the product in the rhythm. And this company, it's working perfectly in this uh, idea of a very smooth and a very careful processing of the lanolin. And how's the supply chain then um, for your organic lanolin? So you, the work already starts on the farm? Or explain that yeah, of, of of course, because the wool is a is a is a raw material uh, you use. Uh, so it starts on the farm. Then you have the washing of the wool, which is done by Fuhrmann. Then you have uh, the washing and the separation of the uh, wool uh, wool wool wax. Uh, and this is cleaned up in another step in 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 a company which is called Inkimac in Buenos Aires. They do the first processing. And then we get this product and we have a second cleaning level in Germany uh, where we take out everything we don't want to have in, inside, which is still inside because there are still some contaminants in the, in the lanolin. And to get to the European level of pharmacopoeia, of the, to use it in pharmaceutical products, 
we have to clean it up a second time. And that it's done in Germany and then it goes directly to, to the clients, means to our mother company, but also to other companies which are interested in this quality. And each step then has to be certified as organic. Exactly. And that costs us more than one year mm -hmm. to do the whole certification with the um, IOA, uh, with the Argentinian uh, certifying body for organic agriculture. Okay. So to convince them to talk with them. Yeah. And I understand you went a few times to visit uh, Patagonia. And tell us a little bit about what you learned through your visits, but also maybe something that you were able to teach the team on the ground. Oh, I think I think it's 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 hard to teach them something <laughs> because it's really and that that makes a lot of fun to work with people which know their business and to, which have really uh, a, a deep knowledge of what they are doing. So I I really enjoy this cooperation with Fuhrmann because they have the the big advantage that they also managing the farms. So it's not only that they are they buy the wool, no, they have the whole concept to manage the farms in a very, very sustainable way. And that we really liked a lot to see that they really care about what's going on the farms and to not overuse the land. So that's a very, very uh, good good step from, from our point of view and ten, then to see how the process works. If you see these big machines to wash the wool and to make the tops, it's, it's incredible for me. It's really, really fascinating and I really, really liked it. And maybe, um, uh, Maybe what we shared with, with Fuhrmann is this few to niche products. Because they have, they are in, in, in this idea, Schneider groups, I think they are working also with niches. But to see that the lanolin, which is organic, which is only a small part of, of what they are producing in lanolin, could be an interesting product, which is worth to think about. I think that was a, a topic we, we brought in. And now we are also thinking to maybe we can this year, maybe not because of this uh, nice virus, but maybe in the next year, we would, would also like to cooperate with Fuhrmann to maybe reduce usage of, of um, insecticides in the treatment of the sheep, together with a, with a uh, vet we know in Argentina, which works in, uh, which we work together with her. Okay, so you're really looking at everything um, in the supply chain and on the farm. Yeah, we, we try at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, is there a certain moment or a memory that you can share with us from your visit in, to Patagonia? It doesn't have to be organic landlin related, but just no, no, no. a little bit about your experience. Yeah, of course. I think if you come from Europe, then of course it's a, it's a landscape. And of course the people, because if you go to a farm which is 250 kilometers from the next filling station and you find there's the people living the whole year there, don't leaving the farms and they have a, 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 a so special form of life and uh, so calm and so reduced, that's really fascinating. And landscape, of course, it's, it's incredible. And it was so nice this trip last year. Uh, that's um, one of the highlights of my last year, or maybe of my last years. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really, really uh, a very nice experience. And I think one of the pictures behind you is probably from one of your trips. 
<laughs> yeah, of course. Exactly. <laughs> that it's from <laughs> the sheep picture, of course, it's from Patagonia. <laughs> yes, I, I, I kind of recognize the, the landscape as well. <laughs> and um, when we talk about organic, because you said in the beginning that um, you focus mainly on sourcing organic natural raw materials, <laughs> Um, do you see that there's a general trend towards more organic raw materials or how do you see it going forward? Yeah, I think, um, I think the, there is a lot of people which are become much more um, sensitive for the quality of products they are consuming, especially now in, in this very strange times we are living at the moment. Um, and I think there is a growing demand. You can see it in uh, how how big the organic market, for example, in Germany grew up in the last years, or also in the US. Uh, we see it from the natural cosmetic. Uh, 15 years ago, there were a few brands doing natural cosmetics. Now they are uncountable. Every week a new, mark, a new brand starts. And um, I think it's very common that they are working with natural ingredients be because they don't want to use chemicals on their skin or the, 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 the consumers, the end consumers. So I think, yeah, of course not, you will never reach 100% of population, but I think m more and more people become aware about, about the quality of the product. And I think it's also including this more holistic approach, what means quality, not only what you can measure, uh, but also the uh, the way how products are produced in uh, in a social way and in a in a ecological way. Mm -hmm. and, and I think in this point, Fuhrmann makes a very very good work to to really um, improve um, a, a sustainable way of of um, production of wool. Okay, that's interesting. And uh, one something else that we also always battle with is that over the last decades, more and more consumers have been used to cheaper and cheaper and cheaper prices. But then if you want to do it right and organic and also look at it holistically, of course, that is more like uses up more time, more effort and more money. So consumers would also have to pay a little bit more for, for a better product. Do you see that, um, we can like teach consumers to value these kinds of products and pay for them or how do you see that? Yeah, I think the, 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 our brand is a, is a good example that you have a lot of people which are uh, conscious about uh, that quality has a price. And I think also in this time, maybe that's an, uh, one of the good effects of this crisis that the people become aware, where does my products come from and why are peanuts not available are ah, because they're coming from China. Oh, uh, are there other possibilities uh, to buy maybe something of a higher quality, but less? Uh, and I think, yeah, and it's, it's also about um, information, about transparency, about explaining the people what are the difference. And especially in the lanoline, if you see which type of products are sold at the moment and what we can offer with the organic lanoline, it's totally different because we have a traceability up back to the farm, which nobody else can, can offer. And we have uh, 
this this transparency and this cooperation i think that's that's quite unique and i think it's of course not for maybe at the moment not for the majority of the people but i think there is a growing a growing amount of people um, which really is informed and which wants to decide which type of product they want to buy they want to consume and is it then also like looking at the pictures behind you a lot about storytelling and making the supply chain actually visible to the consumer yeah of course it's, that's a part of 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 our business too uh, but we are a swabian company so you know here it's more you do more than you talk about mm -hmm. so it's the last thing you're doing it's it's talk about the the stories and it's more doing first and then talk and others talk earlier and then doing i don't know so it's it's always the balance to not to greenwash but to really explain to people what it's different and what it's what it's better from our point of view and you can decide by yourself do you really think do you want to invest more money for this product which maybe it's better or do you think no it, the other one it's enough for me mm, okay now we mentioned a few times uh, the corona pandemic how has the pandemic influenced your sourcing of raw materials uh yeah it makes things tougher because we have the shutdowns all over the world that it means it's always a question uh, and and we still are not at the ending we are quite in between of the situation so we don't know if all the harvests will will take place this year if all the products will be available we had the pr even the uh, question about argentina if we can produce when we can produce when it can process so of course it makes things m more complicated um, and you see how vulnerable are the supply chains because as they are international uh, if you don't know your supply chain and it's even more complicated because you have no idea which part of the production is missing and and you can't interfere interfere and that is one of the reasons why we try to do as much as as possible by our own always with very good partners where we really can trust what they are doing mm, and be in regular communications in these times too. exactly that's very very important to really mm. know what's going on so at, at the moment we have uh, quite a tough job because we, we are discussing with our colleagues in india or in china or in burkina or in kenya and it's a uh, we are also thinking about how we can create a, 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 a network in between the partners to uh, to communicate in between them. Mm -hmm. That it's not only by uh, one directional from from us to the partner, but also from the partners in between them to share also knowledge and to to grow together with the experience everybody made in the in the group. Okay. Well, yeah, it's not easy times, but I really appreciate that you took the time now to talk to me. And um, yeah, I wish you all the best and good luck. I hope all the harvest comes in for the <laughs> many products that you produce. And yeah, once again, thank you for your time. No, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> See you. Bye. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed this interview. If you want to find out more about Ralf Kunert, Naturamus, Fuhrmann or the Schneider Group, then head on over to the show notes where I will link to all of their websites and where you can find more background about these companies. 
once again thanks for listening in and i hope to see you soon thank you and bye for now